Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you guys doing today? A very warm welcome to another episode of the Arabic in 60 Steps podcast. I hope you guys are very well and in the best of health. So in today's video, obviously, you know, we're continuing with this new series that we're doing of the animals in the Quran. We're going to go through, through some of the Arabic language um, of the story around these particular animals. Obviously, it was World Wildlife Day on the 3rd of March. So throughout this month of March, we're doing various animals in the Quran. We have already done the story of the ant which was the first episode in the series, and we've also done uh, the elephant as well. But unlike the ant or the elephant, the hoot, which is what we're doing today, or the whale or the big fish, um, doesn't have its own surah. There's not like a story of the whale. There are two little little areas in particular that we're going to talk about. So so that's why it wasn't really convenient for me to start this episode with a with a translated reading of a particular story of the hoot. We have two ayat to go over. So that's what we'll be doing. I have a really quick announcement, obviously, about something that I talked about in the previous episode, which is the Arabic in 60 Steps exclusive. So this is an opportunity for eight students. Um, two of those spaces have already gone, but it's an opportunity for eight students to be mentored and taught by me personally for a few months. Um, so it will be April, May, June. We, we may even end up spilling over into July as well, inshallah. Depends how we get on. But basically, I'm kind of taking on eight students under my wing. I'm going to give you about four hours of contact time a week, maybe even more, depending on how we get on, inshallah. And I just want to dedicate myself to eight people to see if I can graduate all eight of you over the summer, over the spring and over the summer. Obviously, the month of Ramadan will be in that time as well, so it'll be really beneficial for you guys who are fasting and stuff and want to seek more knowledge throughout the month of Ramadan too. And uh, yeah, so I believe there's six spaces left on that. I'll leave a link in the description below if you want to be one of those students. So, let's get into this, inshallah. So, um, so first and foremost, the Hult is translated as either a fish or a whale. Um because it's actually mentioned four times in the Qur'an, and a number of those times are actually referring to a hut as the food, um, as, a, as, as fish that you eat. Um, I don't believe it's ever been in the culture of any of the societies mentioned in the Qur'an to eat whales. Um, so, so um, the, And the translations also indicate that, uh, that it is a fish it's referring to. But then when the word hut is used in, in, in reference to um, Prophet Yunus, السلام, it's always translated as a whale, um, even though it's the same word. Um, so, um, yes, but the, the reason why I, why I wanted to do this one now is because my youngest son is called Yunus, and um, I think it's a really beautiful story. Um, there's a passage about Yunus, alayhi salam, in um, Surah Al-Anbiya, which I think is really beautiful about him making dua in the si- in, inside of the whale or inside of the fish. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really um, beautiful kind of um, uh, parable or analogy, I guess, for the struggles that we go through in our lives and how Yunus, alayhi salam, even though he's in the belly of the fish or, or the whale at the bottom of the ocean, in complete darkness and not knowing anything about his future, he still turns to his Lord and is positive. So um, so anyway, let's have a little look at this. So the first ayah that I'm going to mention is from Surah Al-Safat. Um, it's ayah 142, I believe. I haven't got the notes in front of me, but it's ayah 142 or 143. I believe you, you, you'll find it somewhere up there, 140 something. So what does it say? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he says, He says, This verb, it means to swallow. Okay, so this at the beginning, we see it loads of times in loads of ayat. It means so. Okay, so so, so swallowed who? Him. So he swallowed him. So he swallowed him. The next word is al-hūtu, is the hūt, is the, the big fish or the whale. Excuse me. So the, the whale swallowed him. And then the next part is wahua. And he, mulimun. He is mulim. He is 
um, this word mulim is from the um, from the verb the verb blameworthy. Lerma um, yalumu is what it would be. So that that middle letter. Those of you on the Arabic and sixty steps program for your hollow verbs lesson, add this verb in. It'd probably be good way. Good, good, probably be a good verb to add to your notes. Um, it's a verb to blame. Lerma um, yalumu. So that elif in the middle is a disguise for the uh, for the wow letter. Its actual root letter is a, is a wow in the middle. So lerma in the past tense he blamed and yalumu is a he blames in the present tense. And the word mulim is that he is blamed. Um, he is blamed, or he is he is blameworthy. So, so the so a natural translation of the ayah could be, so he swat so so the so the so the big fish or the whale swallowed him, and he was blameworthy, right? And he was blamed. Um, it is for, from context of the the ayat before and after it. You do know that it is it's Yunus salam who's blameworthy for something that he had done. Um, it's not the whale that's blameworthy. Like if you, like if you'd read that ayah only, the only one who's doing something blameworthy is the hoot for swallowing a person. He's gone and swallowed a man, but um, but from the context around it, you know that it's the it's uh it's Yunus salam who is mulim. It's not the hoot who is mulim. So we'll move on to another ayah. This is in um Surah Al-Qalam or the or the Surah of the Pen. In ayah forty-eight, Allah subhanahu wa taala says, "Am fasbir lihukmi Rabbika wa la taqun kasahib alhuti iz nada wa huwa makzum." So he says, "Fasbir, so be patient, lihukmi, for the ruling. This it's li because it's for or to. Hukm is a is a ruling on something. So so fasbir, so be patient or be steadfast to to the to the hukm Rabbik." Of your Lord, There's a there's a mudaf and mudaf ilay. That's an ilafa construction. The hukum of your Lord. Wala takun and do not be. Wala takun. Um, this is um because it's a um, what do you call it? Um, it's it's like a ne- it's a negative imperative, right? Do do not be. La takun, which is why um takun is in the majzum. It has a sukun on the end, and what would normally be a wow in the verb takunu has become takun. Do not be kasahib. Do not be like. This cat is the very same cat that we learn in a prepositions lesson um, in step two of the Arabic in 60 steps program. So do not be like the sahib. Do not be like the, the companion of al-hut, the, the companion of the of the whale. It, it doesn't mean that Yunus is um is like friends with the whale. It, it means that he is mentioned he is he is known in relation to the hut. He is sahib ul hut, and in this case kasahibil hut. Because of the ka. The ka is one of these um, huruf jar, and it makes the sahib have a kasra on the end. Do not be like the sahib, sahib al huti, if nada. When he nada, this verb nada is a, um, is a verb meaning to call out. Um, in, in Arabic, for like the, you know, when you when you talk about the grammar of the the word yeah, when you say like yeah, whatever, ya Allah, or whatever, this is um this is a harfun nida. This is a um. You know, this is a kind of an article of calling out to something. But this is the verb nada, um, means to call out. It's not only to Allah, but it's often used for it. You can say, um, there's a poem that I'm blanking on now, but it says, Nadei to qawmi. I think it's from um, um, Hafiz Ibrahim's poem, Lughat al-Arabiyya, I think. Nadei to qawmi. Something else, but Nadei to qawmi means I called out to my people. I called, I called out to my nation. Anyway, so um Ivnada when he when he called out Wahua Makhum and he was Makhum. 
So this verb kavama, spelled with a v in the in, in the beginning, kavama means to conceal something or to suppress. So if he is makdom, he has been concealed, um, assuming kind of inside of the whale. Wahua makdom. Um, but the, the term makdom isn't isn't common though. Um, what well, what is more common, a, a term that you will find in the dictionaries and stuff, is the term kalim, which is used in the Quran as well, which means like, um, it means it means um like. You've been suppressed, right? But it, there's, a, there's a connotation of feeling feeling frustration from it or feeling anger, kalim. Um, but it, but it's talking about how um, how Yunus salam was was concealed. Um, you know, he was he was concealed inside of the belly of the hut in, in the, the the whale or the or the fish. Um, there's also a name kalimi. I think it's um I've, I've never known someone who's a Sunni called kalimi. Um, I think the I think the name kalimi. Has um I think I think like one of one of the Shia imams or something is is, is called something Kalimi I think, um because everybody I've ever met with the name Kalimi they've always been Shias. So, Google that inshallah. I, I didn't I didn't get around to googling it before I made this episode but it wasn't that crossed my mind. But anyway that that's a little bit of like Islamic history, that you can have a little Google of inshallah. The last thing I'll say is that I think it is interesting how, in the Islamic tradition the hut this word does mean a fish. Because a criticism of, of the Muslims and of the Christians and of the Jews in our, in our books is that, like a lot of the biologists say, like, well, like whales couldn't swallow people because they've got such small, such small throats. Actually, their natural diet is very tiny. Some of the tiniest animals that live in the ocean. Right. So like, so, so how, how could it be the case? But I, I think it's, it's interesting that the word hut also accommodates fish because fish can swallow massive stuff. Like fish can often swallow things that are an equal size to themselves almost like Honestly, so I've seen some videos in my time that are a madness on the internet. Like, some of these things, like, sometimes a fish can swallow another fish that's, like, almost as big as itself. Like, it might be, like, 90% like 90 the size of itself. And, uh, and obviously, as we know, like, in the past, many fish have been much, much bigger than what they are now. Like, due to overfishing and stuff. Like, we've hardly got any massive fish in the ocean now. But I remember my dad always telling me the average cod, like, 100 years ago, was, like, the size of a car. Or something. So it's very possible that 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 little explanation could be resolved. Obviously, it's, obviously, it's it's a miracle. It's a mu'jiza of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. It's, it's a miracle that Allah has, has done. If if Allah wills that a, a whale swallows Yunus Alayhi and it's no problem for him. It's just me, me, me thinking. Well, actually, a big fish could swallow a person. You know, <laughs> that actually could be. You know, in 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 congruence with modern science. But um. But anyway, that's the end of this episode, because I actually need to go and pick up my son right now. So this episode hasn't been an especially long one. I just wanted to share with you something for today to keep it consistent, inshallah. Keep churning out some episodes. I need to go and pick up my son from school now, inshallah. But um, if you do want to check out the um, the Arabic in 60 Steps exclusive, and you want to be one of the la- want to claim one of the last six spaces, then just go to the website that's linked in the show notes below. Or wherever you're watching this, it'll be in the show notes below. So that's everything, guys. May Allah bless you guys. See you guys in the next one. Assalamu alaikum.